Duke Ellington on RTHK Radio 3 with Take the A Train. Right, you're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guests of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking about swing dancing in Hong Kong. And I'm really delighted to be joined on the program by Thomas Latter and Aurora Alors. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Noreen. Pleasure to be here. It's Hi. great to see you both. And Tom, um, we're, we're, we're former colleagues, so it's so <laughs> nice to, to see you and to be able to chat with you about your other passion, which we used to always talk about in the office. So, yeah. uh, as you both know, I'm an admirer of swing dancing, mm-hmm. but, but I, I have to admit, I know very little about it, which mm-hmm. is where you both come in. Maybe, Tom, I'll start off with you first. Can, can we have a, like a sort of mini history lesson of how uh, swing dancing sure. Sort of began? Sure. So, so swing dancing is also uh, known as Lindy Hop, and it, we like to call it an African-American or Black American dance that originated in Harlem in New York around the 1920s. And the, the dance itself goes hand in hand with the music or jazz swing music and the kind of a symbiotic relationship came about. It makes about. you want to move, doesn't yeah. it, the music? So <laughs> you listen to Duke Ellington with Take the A-Train there and the music there is just so energetic and bouncy and the dancers, right. of course, reflected that in their dancing. And um, it, it ended up being this amazing social phenomena that spread all over the world um, just from that single dance room at the Savoy Ballroom in New York. And it, it was just a brilliant phenomena that this musical history came out from that, this, this dance and the history behind it. Um, you also notice that there's a lot of um, uh, African dance roots in jazz dancing uh, as well and a bit of blues in there as well. So if, if you've ever seen videos on YouTube or, or Facebook of people doing spring dance, you might sort of recognize these rhythms in there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We are, by the way, live this afternoon on Facebook, mm-hmm. so you'll be able to hear and see Aurora and also Tom uh, on Facebook, <laughs> Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Perhaps, um, maybe Aurora, I'll, I'll start with you as well, about the swing dancing scene in Hong Kong. I know you guys have been dancing in Hong Kong for, I don't know, well over almost 10 years i want to say yeah, yeah. About, about eight around years. that yeah, yeah. Eight to 10, yeah. <laughs> amazing so so what's the dance uh, what's the swing dance scene here in hong kong like the the dancing in hong kong is extremely friendly and warm like very very welcoming um it's um, for me, I started dancing probably on my first week in Hong Kong. I've what? been dancing as long as I've been in Hong Kong. I just walked in that Italian restaurant where everybody was dancing with a big smile on their face. And I just wanted to be part of it. Was it Grappa's Cellar? It was at Grappa's Cellar yeah. at the time. Which is no longer with us anymore. They have another yeah. one and yeah. they want to build the same uh, uh, feeling as soon as we are rid of COVID and we oh. can dance again. Uh, <laughs> we are hoping that we can have that again. <laughs> that and how has the circle sort of grown? Because you, you said you started the first week you came. Has it? Are there more people sort of? Yeah, it, it actually grew quite a lot. Uh, when I started, uh, there was this uh, social every Wednesday where we had a taster yeah. class and everybody were, could join. And they had these classes, uh, beginner and uh, intermediate every Thursday. I think I was so crazy about it. I did one year, two years of beginner classes <laughs> in both roles. Um, and then uh, we started getting more socials. We had the social on Monday that went like started at Rula Bula and then many places that have disappeared since then, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, and we started adding uh, our Friday night social uh, at Steam. 
was not a dance studio anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, COVID was a bit of a, a shock for us because we all had to stop dancing for pretty much for like over a year. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about the impacts of COVID because this is a very sort of social social dance, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is literally a social dance. You're swapping partners, you're dancing with everyone. So it's, you're it's, sweating. <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably the, the most dangerous activity you can do in a pandemic. <laughs> yes, I have to um, agree. So, so, so yeah, rightly we, or wrongly, thank you for, for, for stopping swing dancing. But at the same yeah. time, it's it's it takes away a little bit from from life because it's we, such a, I remember going to those Wednesday evenings yeah, it's, it's and been so sociable bit, and so nice. It's mm -hmm. been actually psychologically very hard on most of the, the members of our community. Uh, it's uh, because this dancing is, was a regular relief that we had, like going to the community, sweating out all your troubles, uh, exchanging. Uh, having a full conversation without opening your mouth for the <laughs> introverted ones uh, and suddenly we don't have this. We, we maintained a bit of the community alive especially thanks to uh, Philippe, uh, our head DJ, who's doing a, a show, a live show on, uh, on Facebook every Monday. Uh, we've and joined by various other DJ uh, of our community like Andy or, or the Gwenjo community like Yulai. So you've sort of moved online a little so, bit. So yeah, we yeah. have this radio every Monday. Um, now we we finally could start teaching again. So we have uh, dance classes with Hong Kong Swing for Adult every Thursday and now Wednesday evening we also have beginner classes. Uh, and we are doing intermediate advanced classes every two or three weeks. And this oh, what's one the response been like? It's, it's been surprising. People are hungry for you know activities. They want to dance. Right? They want they want to <laughs> learn new things. Like Hong Kong is opening back up, and while we can't do full on social dances, like with you know everyone can come and, and have a go dancing, um, we, we we host private practices with our groups, and we make sure that we we can still keep the community together especially we can meet in physical space again that's great and and who are the people who come here because you mentioned just now it's a very sociable dance i have to say going there i meet a lot of introverts <laughs> and that's beauty of swing dancing is, yeah. like you just said or you don't have to open your mouth and there's that sort of bond i'd like to say that swing usually finds you yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, um, yeah, I ended up in that place and people were dancing and suddenly I was dancing too and I f actually I think like a lot of us uh, have similar story. We happened to be at a place where we heard the music, we saw people dance and we were just hooked on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, I've known you for so many years. How did your swing dancing journey begin? Um, well, I actually started <laughs> in university DJing electro swing for like your money and stuff. I did not and, know that. Well, we came back to Hong Kong and there's, there's not really much work there, but there was a swing dancing scene, so I decided to go check it out because, of course, electric swing is inspired a lot by swing music. That's it's right. entirely different, though. Oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just sampling swing music and then it's it's a completely different sound, but I should decide there's to a, check out swing dance. There's a connection there. There's a small connection, yeah. yes. That was enough. Yeah. And, and yeah, I took their taster class, I took some classes, and they've been intensively doing it since even in the past year we've been practicing uh, a few a few hours a week just to keep it up and, and make sure that we still get our swing dancing fixed yeah what yeah. did you like so much about swing to begin with and how has your sort of love for swing changed through all these years um well i think or mentioned it earlier is that you can have a conversation with someone without speaking a word because it's a partner dance that's completely improvised so there's no choreography involved when you go into the social dance floor it's just you and your partner communicating and coming up with this beautiful shape together and probably having some fun and smiling and laughing about all the mistakes you did as well <laughs> uh and that's something that i just absolutely love and um 
and you can go around the world as well doing this dance and learning from some amazing people and getting better and improving yourself and just having fun with the music most of all. That's right. I've seen yeah. both you and Aurora sort of competing all over the world and it's really fascinating because you know you're you're you've got some moves, well you've got great moves both of you, but also like <laughs> improvising and just really thinking literally on your feet and dancing on your feet. Mm-hmm. Um you've been all over the world for for various competitions. Mm-hmm. At Singapore, I remember was was what was one year. I think uh, you guys have been we, to the we went States. several years to yeah. Singapore is one of our favorite places. I mean, there was one year where I, I traveled to dance like five times in one year at least. Wow. Yeah. Those, yeah. those were the traveling? The, the yeah. Those were the yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you went at some point every month. <laughs> How does Hong Kong sort of compare with the rest of the world when it comes to, to swing dancing? Or is swing dancing sort of universal? It's universal, but every scene has its own personality. You have seen that are more competitive, that are uh, striving for excellence, like the the South Korean scene. Oh, really? Uh, wow! They have some of the best dancers in the world, but they are really into competition. They don't have an evening that doesn't end up with a competition, and they want just to be the best. And then you have seen like Hong Kong that are much more social, uh, um, but at the same time, there's less expectation. This is something I love so much about the dance: is that you come in with no expectation about the shape you're making, uh, how big you are, how tall you are, how well-dressed you are. Uh, you can come in with full vintage outfit mm-hmm. or uh, modern street dance yeah. <laughs> outfit and it would not really make a difference. Mm-hmm. How um, do you sort of practice swing dancing? Because a lot of the times depends on, on, the, on the mood, on the vibe that day with the yeah. audience and the crowd. Are there sort of set moves that you have uh, when you I, enter a competition? I think every, everyone practices swing dancing in a different way. We, we have our own way to practice, which can also differ. Right now, we actually are creating a routine choreography. Like, we like creating choreographies. This is something we do. Um, <laughs> so this is a bit of a different way to, to do our practice. But we also like um, looking back at past workshops, what we've learned before, reviewing them, maybe trying to come up with some new ideas on our own, um, focusing on connection, which is a very important part of, of, yeah, of, uh, of, of swing dancing because, you know, you need to communicate with your partner. And so when we say connection, we mean physical connection, not like this wishy-washy mental yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Or spiritual. Yeah. You never know. You know something. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not quite that spiritual on swing dancing. No, it's more, more literal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're listening to a lot of music as well because uh, it's actually a freeway conversation and it's, uh, you don't dance without music. And um, dancing is like having a conversation about a song. Say, hey, did you hear this? Oh, I heard that. And oh, what about if we added this? Uh, Sometimes you can even say we're part of the rhythm section of the band, um, playing our own rhythm and playing with it. Yeah. Uh, in terms of practice, we do a lot of solo dancing as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, authentic jazz is a f- integral uh, part of the um, of the swing dance uh, yeah. art. And it's nothing like contemporary jazz as well. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> can you explain it to us a little bit? Um, so authentic jazz is is kind of what went along hand in hand with swing dancing um i don't know how i can describe the shapes but there's a lot charleston uh, charleston shapes yeah um there's a lot more angles involved than than modern jazz there's far less floor work (laughs) um a lot of the move actually inspired the modern street dance Uh, so when you watch uh uh, street dancer dance you can recognize a lot of authentic jazz roots uh in in their dancing which makes it fascinating there's even been um, in montreal they had this competition called uh, montreal swing riot Mm -hmm. 
that was actually a competition. A swing riot. <laughs> a swing riot, yeah. absolutely. And it was actually a competition, a fight between um, the street dancers, the like modern challenge. street dancer, yeah. and the Whoa. vintage street dancer that were going uh, in a full-on competition. Yeah, and if you look up Montreal Swing Riot on YouTube, you'll be in for a treat of a video. It's oh, really it's amazing, amazing watch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. inspiring. Are there sort of any countries or any places that you want to go to, to to compete for swing dancing that you've not had the opportunity to go? Not had the opportunity. Uh, um, yeah, it's Camp Hollywood that we missed. We, yeah. we competed online last year. <laughs> online? We yeah. did. How? We did. So, <laughs> well, you record videos and you send them in, and then they play them back and they judge them. Yeah, it was it like the, the community came together during COVID to try and organize online classes and online competitions just to make sure that people were still involved. And we it, it's we took lacking part in the of those. energy of the of the crowd being around, but it was so nice to still be able to share. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it yeah. was quite a nice experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and we placed in a few of them as well. So with the international community, so it was a nice, nice experience to have. Wow, congratulations! <laughs> and and also, I must um, I must think you know the camera angle is very important to showcase you know mm -hmm. um, your moves because the the judges aren't physically there mm -hmm. to, to judge. Oh, there was How actually a different format that actually came to life. So like you have the classic format where we had to actually just put a camera in front, not move the camera, and just dance it, and then a new format of competition. Came came to life that was called the video showcase where you actually encouraged to do some cuts uh, and where Thomas did an amazing job uh, wow. uh, yeah. doing uh, on Voyage. It's uh, one of our main video if you look at us on uh, social yeah. media at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and he, we choreographed together the not only the music but we also like Thomas had the choreography for the cameraman woman, mm -hmm. a friend of us who did who had to move together with us. <laughs> they had to swing dance as well, well while they were filming. Kind of, yeah, they sort were, of yeah, we, had to, we had to make sure the movements were in time with the music and with our shape and Lucky everything. Lucky for yeah. us, our friends, our cameramen were also dancers. Yeah. <laughs> quick quick, quick yeah. on their feet. How important, so, I mean, both of you are essentially performers. How important is the crowd um, in terms of contributing to, to your dance? Because sometimes their energy can also affect your, your own dance routines um, as well. If you've got a good crowd, it can actually get you more energetic or does I, it matter? I think during a competition, it might make a bit of difference, like, mentally, like, because you have the people clapping and clapping cheering around. And, cheering. and actually, the best place to perform is in Korea, South Korea, because they're, the they're so competitive. No, they're the best audience ever. They're, they're so enthusiastic not only competitive, but you can do anything you sometimes they cheer so loud that you can't hear the music yeah uh, it's, it's, it's a really nice experience to go perform in South Korea uh, I advise it to everyone if you never performed before you're scared of it go to Korea <laughs> you will feel like a hero but, <laughs> it's amazing but as far as just on the social floor with a bunch of other people they, you don't need a crowd for that you just it's just you and your partner with some other dancers on the floor it really depends <laughs> on your mood and the day there's uh, one instructor who was describing the dancing for us has a, a bubble around you and then you decide to extend the bubble so you can have a bubble that just around you and you're just dancing for yourself even sometimes forgetting your own dance partner and then usually the most classic is you extend your bubble to you and your partner but sometimes something happens and you exchange with another couple of the, on the dance floor or with someone who's watching you dance and and something happens and that's <laughs> the magic of it yeah well I'll tell you another magic of it is now both of you are going to be dance instructors as well you're passing on your passion yeah. and also teaching the, the, the next generation. That's really remarkable. You know, having a passion that you love so much that you'd like to share yeah. with younger children and, and teenagers. <laughs> How did that idea sort of come to you? So we've been teaching adults for like 
last five or six years. Um, And we have actually taught teenagers before for Youth Arts Foundation. We organized a special workshop with them. And we we really enjoyed it because they are such fast learners, right? (laughs) Better than the adults. We could show them a move and then we'd run out of material and be like, oh, oh, what do we teach now? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, we we, we could teach them in one hour what we usually take four hours with adults to teach. So it was was such a treat. It goes fast and they want more. They ask a lot of questions. They always want to do more faster and uh, it's um mm-hmm. it's very inspiring it <laughs> is yeah so, why is swing dancing so good for, for for young children and teenagers um so there's there's multiple reasons why why we think this this dance should be expanded to the younger population for one thing it's it's such a rhythm based um dance that it really helps with um, understanding music so even though i mean a lot of young people in Hong Kong they play an instrument right but it, it tends to be classic music you know because the flute or something yeah, yeah. Um, and there's not a terrible amount of rhythm in that especially early on um, but with swing dancing it's all about that swing rhythm that, that syncopated beats and it actually there's a lot of coordination involved and swing dancing I think can really help in, in, improve um, coordination from an early age, which is of course something that's important to have. And Aurora, of course, is she yeah. didn't do any dancing or gymnastics growing up, so she's. <laughs> I have no music experience. Yeah. I, I came. I came in. I was clapping on one and three. It was like I was a nightmare, and um, I didn't actually even really like swing dancing, mostly because I didn't know swing dancing, and like really getting to know the dance. And, and now you're an award-winning swing dancer <laughs> yeah. in these competitions. Exactly, yeah. It's just yeah. understanding it's like this underdog rhythm. Story. <laughs> <laughs> just understanding this rhythm and feeling how your body can suddenly adapt and play and generate them uh, it's such a f- thrilling freedom feeling yeah. and um, it's also for me swing is something that has been helping me developing my own personality I'm an introvert I'm shy I hate being in the center of the attention I'm saying that I'm perf- I love performing now uh, when I'm in class I'm always telling joke I'm here on camera and there's a video of like a camera like directed at me and I'm not frozen (laughs) like that's what would have happened eight years ago so for me swing dancing is such a good confidence building yeah Yeah. and and definitely helps social skills as well because if you're a little bit of an introvert like like I was or a a little bit shy it can definitely help open you up and get you to be a better better talker and better communicator with other people as well that's amazing (laughs) guys have you got any social media that our listeners can can find you on Um, uh, if they want to know more how can we find you uh, absolutely our website rhythmstudiohk.com um, you can also find us with the same tag on Instagram or Facebook. And yeah, that's that's about it for finding us. Uh, totally if you yeah. want to see more videos, uh, you can also look for the Thomas Latter channel on YouTube. Yeah, I, I really recommend yeah. those videos. Okay. They are really good. Cool. You can and, and yeah, and actually our teen class is going to be starting up with a new school term. So it's going to be an after school activity, an ECA. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, all channels of communication is open. Let's end yeah. the interview with a song that you also brought along for, yeah. for our listeners. But for copyright reason we might end the facebook live a little bit early but okay. um, f- um what song are we gonna listen okay. to now so the song we played at the beginning was duke ellington one of the greatest of all time he's a great band leader um from the 1940s um but i also thought i'd bring something modern because there's a big culture of modern swing bands as well so this is one of my Maybe favorite groups. bands called the swings bands and they're based out of lithuania of all places <laughs> what lithuania cool. has amazing dancers yeah <laughs> but this is a fantastic song called called Ona, O-N-A. Excellent. Well, Thomas Latter and Aurora Alors, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us.